Hey, Risto here with George Mason University. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Stephen Moore today. Um, he is currently the Vice President of Physical Education Association of Ireland. Um, P-E-A-I is the acronym that you'll see um, even on some Twitter feeds and stuff. Um, Stephen is a physical education graduate from the University of Limerick. Um, he's got his master's in education and school leadership uh, from my Maynooth University and a PhD graduate from Ulster. Uh, so today we're discussing the Irish secondary HPE curriculum. Um, we've highlighted other curricula before, notably um, Australian, Norwegian, um, Ontario, Canada, the Finnish one. Uh, we just did the New Zealand one as well. And the Irish primary PE curriculum was episode 81. So if you want to uh, pair that up with this one. Um, and since we just got rated as one of the top 10 educational podcasts by the Irish Times, I don't know how, and but I'm going to write that on my Vita, I'm sure. Um, we're going back to Ireland for the secondary, which is now known as po uh, post-primary curriculum. So let's start with an introduction. I've been talking too long already. Uh, Stephen, can you give us a little bit of a uh, brief background of you? So first, uh, the listeners kind of understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and thanks, Risto, for for the welcome onto onto your podcast. Um, yeah, so I've I'm a graduate, as you mentioned, I'm a graduate from the University of Limerick in physical education, and I've been working as as a PE teacher for almost fifteen years now. Um, I uh, teach through the medium in Ireland. We, do, we our schools teach through two languages, either English or through Irish. So I work through Irish uh, Irish uh, medium school, and um, at the moment I'm working with. Um, in professional development sporting PE teachers uh, so awesome what, what am I yeah great so can you give us an overview of what the physical education association of Ireland is and kind of the work that the association does yeah no problem um so basically we were set up in 1968 so we celebrated our 50th anniversary uh, just two years ago and at the time there was a real concern in Ireland about the future direction of PE um, in the country um, so the association was founded to support um, PE teachers in our post-primary schools. Um, so we kind of have four or five key objectives. Um, so we try and provide our members with opportunities and uh, material for professional development and growth. Um, we try and keep them up to date on the latest research and trends and issues, technologies and even things from legislative uh, developments from our government in relation to PE. Um, and we try and safeguard their interests and try and speak with a strong kind of unified voice on all issues around physical education activity in Ireland. Um, and then finally, I suppose, we try and influence positively um, the direction of, of PE in Ireland. And we've been doing that now for, for 52 years now. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a very strong org organization and we're very proud to represent the PE teachers of Ireland. Awesome. So can you uh, give us an overview of what the Irish education system at post-primary level uh, and particularly where physical education lies within it? Yeah. So now you spoke to um, the primary side a few weeks ago. And mm -hmm. um, so primary in Ireland is from ages five to 12. Um, so there's kind of eight academic years um, and each kind of year group in primary would have a generalist teacher who wouldn't um, generally specialize in a certain area and um, they kind of generalist from on a, on a variety of uh, subjects but then for, in post primary um, we have two two cycles um, so the students 
um, we'll do junior cycle in post-primary, which is from 12 to 15 years old. And then senior cycle then is from 15 to 18 years old. So two kind of three-year blocks. Um, and our school year runs from late August until early June. Um, and I suppose PE's place within that, um, until res- rel- relatively recently, has... I suppose not being where we wanted it to be. Um, for for example, P while mandatory in all schools, um, and uh, there was a recommendation that it should be two hours per week. Um, many schools didn't meet this recommendation, and um, through a variety of reasons, many not to their own fault. Um, but things have gradually started to change, thankfully. And so at junior cycle, so from ages twelve to to fifteen. Um, students are required to do 80 minutes of PE per week. Um, so that's that's uh, positive. Um, and we have um, changes at the moment that are hoping to, that allows flexibility to, to increase on that as well. So that's quite positive. And then I suppose at senior cycle, we we didn't we didn't have any curriculum in Ireland for senior cycle PE up until two years ago, and then we got two curriculums at once: uh, one examinable and one non-examinable. Um, so there's been huge changes um, in our PE space over the past um, four or five years. So what? Um, just as a sidebar here, the 80 minutes that you talked about—that's required or that's a recommendation? That's required, yeah. That's, that's required. required. So, and then at yeah. the senior, you uh, you said before it was two hours per week, and that was a recommendation, not a requirement, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so the 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 two the two hour requirement was recommended in schools, but in reality, it didn't happen. Um. So now, what's mm-hmm. what's present is that both at junior and senior cycle, so throughout the whole six years of post primary, students should be getting, um, a minimum of eighty minutes. Um, P contact time a week. And now there is flexibility at the moment. We've introduced um, an area called well-being in the last number of years. Mm-hmm. And the area of well-being is is something that's been hugely positive in Irish education. Um, and basically, within well-being falls a number of different subjects, including uh, PE. And the well-being hours. So at the moment, a student in junior cycle has to um, cover three hundred hours of well-being. Um, between first, second, and third year post primary, and this is increasing to 400 hours um, this September. And PE teachers and PE departments in our secondary, our post primary schools, are in a position to advocate and to go to their their um, principals and, and boards of management and, te- and head teachers to try and inc- um, try and increase on that 80 minutes. Um, so that's why I suppose it's quite an exciting time for us if, if a school has a really good PE. Um, program in place and has the support of their school leaders and um, they could potentially increase that 80 minutes at junior cycle yeah. at senior cycle it's it's a double period it's a double usually our class periods are, are 40 minutes and um, so it's a double period per week so 80 minutes uh, of class time okay and and i won't spoil the end of this but um i was i was surprised to read that before 2017 there was no curriculum in place. So I'm really curious, what was Senior Cycle before uh, you adopted this new curriculum? Yeah, so that that was one of the things that we really strongly advocated for for many, many years. So at Junior Cycle, there, there was there was curriculums in place and we had curriculums, curriculum changes in, in 2003 and then later um, in 2017. So we do we did have changes. Um, but at Senior Cycle, 
essentially there was no curriculums. So you're, while there was mandated or there was recommended that students would do physical education, there was no curriculum to guide or support PE teachers. Um, and that in many ways led to a lot of issues um, in students not getting the required hours and teachers not being provided with, I suppose, the support and guidance that they needed. Um, and through the PEI, we strongly, strongly advocated for um, a curriculum. And many schools continued with the junior cycle curriculums and built on um, the work they'd done at, at the junior cycle level. Um, but in, in 2017, we finally got our, our two new curriculums for our senior cycle. So what is happening now at the senior cycle in Ireland? Um, well, like I said, I suppose you, you wait for one bus and, and two arrive at once is the kind of the old saying. And, and that was very much the case in Ireland um, three years ago. So in 2017, we it was announced by our government, our Department of Education here that um, at senior cycle, there'll be two new subjects, essentially. So there'll be senior cycle physical education. And that's essentially the non-examinable non PE. Um, so every student from this September, um, it's been kind of been tried, it's been brought in on a phase basis at the moment, um, initially with 40 phase one schools. And then from this September, it's going to all schools across the country. And essentially um, the senior cycle uh, PE is a, a double period a week for all students. Um, and the senior cycle curriculum is, is a models-based curriculum. I know you spoke about a lot of um, different models on your podcast. Like I, I enjoyed your TPSR one recently as well. So we have six models, curricular models, which form part of that framework. And um, there's a huge amount of flexibility in the, in the, in the, um, in the framework that PE departments and PE teachers, along with their students, um, and the place of student voices is, is quite key in, in the specification as well, or in the framework as well. Um, that they choose which um, which curricular models they'd like to study and and uh, which learning outcomes from the curricular models they'd like to work towards. So that's very very positive. And and from this September, it it rolls out across across the country. So, I I looked at the documents that you sent earlier that are basically the curriculum documents that are available in in Ireland, and I I love the focus on. Uh, curriculum models, but the way it was focused that, you know, you're giving options, right? So you gave the six, or not you, but they, right? They gave yeah. the six curriculum models, and then you were uh, suggested to combine some of those models or use some for some, some things and some for others. So you have uh, sport education, TPSR, you have... Um, uh, tactical games, um, and then you have health-related fitness. It, so there was a lot of different models, but I love that those were actually like written into the curriculum document. Um, is that only in the non-examinable curriculum that you were talking about? Yeah, that's correct. So in the non-examinable, that flexibility and teacher autonomy is key. And um, what we're trying to do in Ireland is um, is in, in incorporate student voice, and that students have um, a say in how um, their class and, and what they learn in their classes, and that's proved to be very very important. Um, so as you mentioned, the six curricular models are health related to physical activity and um, sport education, and um, contemporary issues in physical activity, adventure education, um, personal and social responsibility, and teaching games for understanding. So. 
depending on a school's context, depending on a school's um, facilities, for example, um, on their numbers, on, on the equipment that they have, on the, the teacher's skill set, and, and the course on what the students would like to, to experience, the teacher can then mix and match and blend um, the, the curriculum models together to design their three-year programme. So it's very, very, it's very, very exciting for us. And um, I suppose why it's so open, you know, it can be alluded there, but also in Ireland, our, our, our post-primary schools are all coming from different bases. Um, a lot of our urban schools based in our bigger cities would have, um, and again, not to be too generalised, would have bigger numbers and then because of that they might have um, uh, bigger facilities and, and, and more res resources at their disposal yeah. at their disposal um, while smaller schools in our rural areas um, mightn't have the same access to facilities and equipment um, although that is slowly changing and that provides them with the flexibility to alter the curriculum to suit their needs also yeah and I think one thing that you you did state here but you I don't want it to get buried in in the conversation is inside this curriculum it says specifically like this is a national government like curriculum document that says teachers are asked to have students negotiate what is included what activities and the teachers are directed to ask students to help co-create part of the curriculum by choosing the activities and focusing on, on what the students like and dislike and what what they together come up with the with the plan which I thought was really really great to see in a um, in a curriculum document yeah it's very it's very forward-thinking and um, it's something that we hugely welcomed um, in the PEI and we felt that like, our students um, at senior cycle level, they're 15, 16, 17, 18 years of age. Um, in Ireland, you know, they can start working um, you know, and start paying taxes at 15, at 15, 16, 17. Many have part-time jobs. They can drive. Um, you know, there's lots of things they can do. And I suppose as a society, we want to make sure that if we want our young people to grow up to be responsible citizens, that they would have a say in how their senior cycle classes um, were framed and directed. And I think... I think it's a hugely positive part of the non-examinable um, framework in Ireland. Yeah, and I, I think it's a huge part of that. And I think in in the U.S., those uh, high school teachers who teach advanced physical education, which sadly in, in a lot of places has been like a very glorified roll out the ball program, um, you know, just having the students pick what they want to play and just getting an extra day or extra period of physical activity when the they might not need that requirement. I think this is a really cool model to look at. And one of the great things that I saw in here was the focus on choice and equity throughout. You have things like human dignity, respect, equality and inclusion, justice and fairness, freedom, freedom and democracy in, integrated into the curriculum. So I, I think that, you know, reading those two documents side by side there's a lot of overlap obviously but there's a lot of key concepts that we're talking about in the research field asking for government organizations and people who are in charge of policy uh, to take into consideration and i think you know i'm also excited to see how how this works um, but like i said there are two different uh the curricula here. So can you provide an overview of the examinable PE curriculum? 
uh, now in a uh, place in Ireland. Um, yeah. I think they called it the Leaving Certificate Physical Education. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So our Leaving Certificate will be equivalent to maybe the A-levels in the UK, for example. Um, and it's, it's our summative assessment at the end of post-primary education. And in Ireland, it holds a lot of um, sway, I suppose, for, for good and bad reasons. Um, as it often, well, it does dictate um, students' entry into, into university. Um, so there's quite a, a lot of pressure on students um, for the exams. And students would usually study seven subjects. And then um, their six best subjects would then be taken into account for their entry into third level here. So there's a lot of pressure behind the exams and behind the summative assessments, which the government are beginning to look at here. Um, but at the same time as the non-examinable um, curriculum was released, um, Leaving Certificate P was released in Ireland as well. And this is the one that is assessed for potentially third level entry or a, a university entry. And it's broken into to two strands. Um, so strand one has um, four, um, uh, four topics um, that, are, that are key to it. Uh, so learning and improving skill and technique, uh, physical and psychological demands of performance, structures, strategies, roles and conventions and planning for um, optimal performance. Um, so looking at how athletes and sports performers, um, I suppose, work towards and optimize their performance. Um, so things like motivation and feedback and um, some biomechanics as well. And it's a really interesting um, strand. So they would all study um, those um, topics which are divided into which are subdivided into, into learning outcomes um, in strand two then it's more focused on contemporary issues and um, so perhaps a bit more theory based on things like promoting physical activity ethics and fair play and um, physical activity and inclusion technology media and sports and um, gender and physical activity and business and enterprise and physical activity and sport so it's quite a broad very broad curriculum um, and it's one that um, has been again welcomed by ourselves I mean it's something that we we wanted our students in Ireland that if they chose to and I suppose that's the key thing here is that and the difference between the two curriculums is that the non-examinable physical education curriculum uh, students must study from this September in 2020 students must study it in school um, and it's not not uh, done for us, uh, any examination or assessment um, uh, some of assessment while the leaving certificate um curriculum a student would select us so they they would have to choose to do it so your students who choose to do it they would have a, 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 a really big interest in the subjects and would look to further their knowledge in it so if, if they want to do it and they have that interest they can do it but if also if they don't like physical physical um education they'll do the non-examinable one but they they will choose not to study the leaving cert one Right. And, and I think how cool if you are really interested in this, like even the second strand that you talked about, you know, examining, you know, barriers to physical activity because of disabilities or examining the role of gender in physical education, uh, the role of, you know, business and enterprise. I looked at some of the some of the objectives in in those documents and they were they were really interesting in college level courses for students who are really interested in physical education to really dig deep and, uh, you know, start studying that at a, at a younger age. So, again, another really cool thing to, you know, 
put in, which is more theory based, maybe they don't have the interest or they don't they don't want to participate physically during school hours, but they are interested in and how movement culture or physical culture or physical education plays a wider role in in society that they can still continue to study that um, yeah it's, it's we're, we're quite lucky to have it and, and i suppose the lens through which students will look at and um, the learning outcomes in each of these topics um will depend on um which sports they play and which experiences they have and it opens their eyes to um to other groups and other genders and other parts of society that maybe they haven't thought about before. And it opens again, it, it, it comes back to that idea of, of contributing towards um, hopefully a, a young adult who will leave post-primary education Ireland with a much more rounded perspective of, of society around them, which they will hopefully contribute to in a positive way. Yeah. So one of the, one of the aspects here were that they were choosing three, uh, three specific things within a wider list of concepts. So it's maybe artistic or dance oriented or athletics or team sports. So um, who chooses those three? So is that the student that chooses? Is it individual curricula or is it the teacher that chooses? Meaning, so like if I like dance, can I choose dance? Or is it, I have a teacher who doesn't want to do dance, so therefore I can't do it as one of my yeah. three focus areas? It's a very good question. And, and it's performed, I suppose, a key part of the discussions um, and I suppose a key reason why the curriculum was so long in development before it got to this point. But um, basically, Risto, the, the assessment side of it is divided into three parts. Um, there's a physical activity project, um, which is like an individual project that the student chooses themselves. So for example, um, if I was a badminton player, and I read a real passion for badminton, um, I would um, collect data on myself as a badminton player. So I might do fitness tests, I might keep a food diary, I might keep hydration charts, I might um, compare my perform performance, maybe my serve or my drop shot or my overhead clear to a model performer, maybe an Olympic athlete. I'd collect all that data on myself and then I, I would undertake a 10-week project and I'd pick four performance goals they're called that I would have to try and improve my performance so the student would document this project um, and they can use video and audio and images and they do a report on it and that forms 20% of their project so the student the student has can choose from any sport they want to um, so they have a massive choice they can put it it, it must have a national and governing body um, and it must um, be defined as a competitive sport okay. so I think I think they can choose from, on the top of my head, I think it's 280 options. They could essentially do their 20% project in. Yeah. Um, so there's a huge um, space for, for student voice there. And for students, you'd essentially have in your class of 30 students, um, you, could have, you, you would have 30 students doing 30 different projects on 30 different sports. Mm. Um, the, the performance assessment then, the, the other practical perform um, assessment part, is called performance assessment and that's worth 30 percent and this is where you refer to um the three different physical activities so the the curriculum or the specification is divided on page 12 uh, is divided into six um physical activity areas and at the beginning of their senior cycle program when they when they sit down and uh, to, to begin studying this curriculum um the student 
and the, te- the students in the class, so you might have up to thir- maximum 30 students, they would sit down as a collective group and they would vote on which three sports or activities that they would like to study over the next two years. Hmm. So, so for example, you, you could choose basketball from the games model. You could choose um, orienteering from um, the outdoor ed, and you, you could choose um, a form of dance um, from the jazz, dance and gymnastics um, model. You cannot choose two activities from the one area. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you, you couldn't choose basketball and um, soccer, for example, because they're both invasion games. Um, but the student voice there is very, very um, central once again. And the, the teacher has no real say in in the selection of those three um, three uh, activities. Of course, the teacher can facilitate the discussion and they're encouraged to have like a student vote and outline the pros and cons and so on. Um, but the teacher really is there to facilitate their choice, not to dictate it. Yeah. Democracy in action. Yes, and that yeah. that is proven. That's proven tricky in some cases because obviously some teachers' skill sets and comfort zones are being challenged by that, um, and that's a new thing for for a lot of teachers. But it's 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 an exciting change, and it, it encourages our teachers to upskill themselves or to reskill themselves, perhaps in an area that they have haven't taught in um, or taught for a number of years. Yeah, and I'm going to keep going off script because this is really fun for me. Um, yeah, so... go for it. So I love the individual curriculum models earlier on that you talked about, and you talk about how teachers are now kind of needing to upskill or needed to do more professional development. So my question is, on paper, this looks amazing, but mm-hmm. I know you know people like Ash Casey have written about uh, model space practice and talked to the talked about them as um, you know things that only test pilots can run and. Uh, not to say that there isn't good model space practice out there, but the question is, you know, can can the teachers in Ireland pull this off and can they teach it? Do they do you feel like they have the adequate preparation for it? Or is this something that will, you know, then further influence the PEAT programs in Ireland, like, let's say, Limerick, that then focus more to teach teachers how to teach in this new curriculum? Yeah, it's a great question. And I suppose to answer it, I mean, we in, in Ireland are both of the new curriculums were introduced on a phased basis, um, which meant that they were introduced to a limited number of schools um, initially. And the teachers in those schools um, got um, professional development. So if a teacher was teaching the examinable leaving certificate of education, um, they got 14 days um, out of school. Um, paid for by the paid for by the government, um, their school was given a substitute, and they came to fourteen days throughout the two years of professional development to help them upskill and to get to terms and get comfortable with the new specification. Yeah. Um, so that was hugely positive. And for the the senior cycle schools, um, for those phase schools, um, they got seven days. So to be fair to the government here, they are they are trying to support that continual um, professional development space. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't still lots of challenges. Um, and I know for the with the the PEI, we try and um, promote and we run um, um, evening workshops for our members. Um, so we would um, usually um, a couple of times a year we would have national road shows or we would host uh, various um, CPD events. 
And I suppose our biggest CPD event is every uh, October, the first weekend in October each year, we have a, a weekend um, conference where we would have 30 different workshops running and teachers could upskill themselves on, on the different areas. The wider question is, I suppose, um, and, and you alluded to it there, like the, the P programs and our undergraduates and our, our master's students coming through. Um, I suppose a lot of the peace um, universities are, are at the forefront of, of, the, of a lot of the research that you mentioned there. And they're having to tailor and alter their styles of teaching and how they train and how they motivate and how they encourage and how they structure their, their peace programs. Um, because the teachers coming out now, as you referred to Ash Casey there a moment ago, um, because there's such student voice and because there's such diversity and, and flexibility in the two in the two new curriculums, and indeed at, at junior cycle as well, so that's three new curriculums, um, our teachers can't be pilots now. They have mm -hmm. to be innovative and creative and they have to be able to, um, I suppose, be prepared to, to, to support their students in, in a variety of different ways. So I think that test pilot day in Ireland is definitely on its way out. And that's that's a huge positive for our subject and for all students who are studying physical well, activity they, in Ireland. They need to be flight instructors and we need to write think, a new paper absolutely. about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So why did it take so long for Ireland to introduce this examinable physical education curriculum? Um, another good question. Um, and um, Professor Anne McPhail, who you had on the podcast recently, her team, herself and her team in UL actually produced a research paper on this recently enough. Um, but essentially, way back in, in 1998, um, this was proposed, this, the, the Leaving Certificate subject was proposed. Um, and there was a PEDG group set up, a P, a P Phys Education Development Group was, was set up. And their job was basically to try and come up with the curriculum and to prioritize um, how it will be put together. Um, but two main issues or kind of problems arose, I suppose. Um, the first was they, wa they wanted the projects to be, I suppose, the kind of key theme and, and, and um, I suppose, motto running through the, the, the new specification is the in, through and about physical activity. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make sure they got the blend right between the practical and, and the theory. And that's kind of what I alluded, alluded to earlier on of strand one and strand two and the three different assessment components. Um, but the second contentious issue, I suppose, and, and the reason, one of the reasons, the other reason that it held up the development so long was around assessments. Um, the first thing was about how the assessment would be, would be weighted. Um, so on, on the three different assessment components, what weighting will go to each. Um, and again, the second one, what on, on assessment was who would actually assess the work mm -hmm. so in ireland we have um a state it's called the state um examinations commission and they're they're an independent body uh, and their job is to assess the some our summative assessment here in ireland and the, uh, the leaving certificate and our teachers don't at senior cycle level don't assess their students for their summative um, assessment, um, which goes towards their university entry. Um, there's a number, number of different reasons for that. We have um, a very two very strong unions in Ireland. Um, we're quite a small country, so you know there's a very good chance that a lot of our teachers live and work in the same area as their students, and teachers express worries about um, assessing um, a student's work for, for college entry. Mm. 
Um, and I think all those things together created a, a delay, unfortunately, for about 20 years. And I suppose the key which opened the lock in many ways um, to the final hurdle, I suppose, or to, to get this over the line was was digital technology and the the growth of iPads and Microsoft uh, Surface Pros and all the different products we have now to support us in our teaching. Um, they were the, that, that was the turning point really because the two projects that the the practical projects that the students do are recorded digitally and then right. sent to sent to the state examinations commission for uh, who who then mark them. So uh -huh. while the teacher isn't isn't assessing the students, they are helping the students to record and yeah. uh, record their work. But the teacher doesn't isn't the final person who assesses it. It's sent to um, to the state exam examinations commission via a portal and they assess it. Almost like uh, in the U.S. Ed TPA for for current uh, pre-service teachers, but uh, that that's that's interesting. Mm. So so uh, my last question is, you know, you have a lot of these dramatic, far-reaching changes. What do you see as the challenges facing the physical education community in Ireland? Um. An awful lot, uh, but we see them as as really positive, exciting changes and challenges. Um, we've 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 fought and waited so long for the introduction of of new curriculum in, in Ireland and for for physical education to, to take centre stage as we feel that it should be in any curriculum. Um, but I suppose for for all our teachers, it is a huge change, particularly if if you've graduated from from university, you know, ten, fifteen. 20, 30 years ago, um, you really need to to upskill yourself, and that, mm -hmm. that's a big that's a that's a big change for a lot of teachers. It's it's um, a big change, but it's also a change that we hope teachers and I understand that this doesn't always happen, but we hope that teachers would do, considering how much education has changed in 20, 30 years, where you know those teachers were going in you know, going to school without actually, you know, having iPads and, you know, Microsoft Surface Pros and all these other technologies mm -hmm. and I, or curriculum models weren't a big thing, you know, in the early 90s, but some of those teachers are still teaching now. So I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that it is a big issue. But I think the bigger issue is in education that we as a community have never been able to force teachers to continue learning. There are, there are very passionate teachers that do it on, the, on them mm -hmm. on their own, but there are a lot of teachers that, you know, in looking at the U.S. context, that once they pass a certain point, they kind of just roll out the ball. And, and I think implementing something this dramatic and, and, you know, really, really, really great curriculum would be very hard to get statewide or nationwide compliance so sorry to cut yeah. you off there but i i feel like no and, that's a, no, that's and, a and, huge and, thing yeah and, and look i'm not going to you know to gloss over it i mean it's by no means a perfect picture and and i think you know a lot of teachers are going to find this a big big challenge um, mm -hmm. and that's that's our job as 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 a as an association is, is to support those teachers and i suppose we can't our, our our national conference books out in a matter of days that the demand for cpd and for support um is absolutely huge our teachers want 
wants to learn and 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 the majority and again i i, I do i do hope it's the majority and i i am hopeful it is the majority um, they want to really embrace these new curriculums and and support them and support their students as, as best they can. And to be fair, there are a lot of limitations in Ireland. Um, as I mentioned earlier, depending on your school context, some schools have fantastic facilities, really good sports halls, access to to to, to swimming pools and athletics tracks and so on. Um, but our schools have very, very limited resources and facilities, and that's a huge challenge for us uh, in Ireland and something we advocate and, and try and lobby um, our politicians on is that in order for a really good, particularly with our weather in Ireland, you know, we're not blessed with good weather. Uh, we have good weather from maybe March or April time until October time. Um, but our students are on summer holidays, July and August, the, the best weather of the year. So if you don't have good facilities like a good sports hall or a good gym or access to a pool in the win- in the winter months you know november december january it's very very difficult for a teacher to put in a good program and that temptation then slips back to oh i'll just as you said show in the ball or or do fall back to what i'm used to so i think it has to be kind of a, a multi-pronged attack i suppose i mean yes teachers have to be switched on and wants to to embrace these new challenges Yes, there has to be good CPD supports there for them, and like our like the PEI too to support our teachers. But also from our government, we do need you know continued investments in in equipment and facilities, and we need our our school leaders and management as well to really change the lens and their focus on um, physical education. For many years, they focused on other subjects, for example, um, English and um, Irish, which is our, our, sec- our, our main language, one of our main language here, our official language, um, maths, of course, science. Um, so a lot, for a long time, those subjects have dominated post-primary education in Ireland, and we need um, that lens to change for all the good things that have happened curriculum-wise to actually be put into practice on the ground. Well, for all the poor weather that you experience, you gain in good pubs. I think that there's a correlation there for sure. And places that have really bad weather most of the year have really good pubs. So yeah, good we've good rest, good restaurants too to go with the with the pubs. Exactly. So, um, well, thank you so much. I, I want to thank you for your time. I I found this very fascinating. The two curriculum documents side by side. Um, so can you let us know where PEAI or you are present on social media or where they can find yeah. some more resources? Yeah, of course. So our, our website is uh, PEI.org. Um, so you can you can visit us there. We've um, lots of information ourselves. We even have an online clothing shop, uh, which you're, you're, you guys can check out. Um, so we do a, a kind of branded clothing for uh, designed for PE teachers. Um, our email is info at PEI.org. Uh, on Twitter, we're at PEI underscore Ireland. And we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. If you just search for PEI Ireland, you'll find us. Awesome. Thank you. Um, we'll link to some of the resources in the notes section. Um, and I, I still think that advanced and senior physical education in the US should really look at these documents and resources to consider aligning uh, with what we just talked about. Um, So that's all we have for you on this one. Uh, Thanks for listening. You can follow the podcast at the HPE podcast or visit the website at the HPEwebsite.com. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thanks, Risto.